What's up, everybody? Welcome to another great episode of the Guyao Now Show. Today, we have my good friend Billy Gleason, and we're going to talk about the roller coaster of life going from uh, the ultimate of highs of being on TV and thinking you've got everything figured out to the low of depression and realizing that maybe you're not going to be around for your kids or you can't even face your kids because you're so depressed. And how do we get out of our own way to make sure that we can have success? I think it's a very emotional and power packed episode with Billy. He goes deep into sharing a lot about what has made him tick and what he's done to get out of his own way. And I can't wait for you guys to hear this episode. So uh, make sure you drop in. Let's hear what he has to say. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a, another great episode of the Guyao Now Show. I am, of course, your host, Bob McIntosh, and excited to have on my good friend, Billy Gleason, with me today. Um, Billy and I met at a real estate conference and um, it, this is how I remember it. It'll be interesting to see if he nods his head yes or no for the same thing or not. But um, we were at a house, walking through a house, um, and he made some, to be honest, like cheesy ass joke that I don't remember even what it was now, but it was something. And I remember laughing at it. And then I started talking to him, come to find out like he lives not too far from where I grew up. And um, we sort of just hit it off. And then I'm pretty sure we went to the bar that night and had a number of drinks together. Um, and have known each other ever since then. And that was, oh, shoot, what, maybe five, six years ago? Uh, maybe more than that. I don't even remember. Something like that. But that's yeah. how I remember it anyways. Anyways, um, in the time, Billy has had a number of um, fascinating journeys. And one of the important things I think about his journey, and he'll talk more about this, is that he was on this roller coaster. And during this roller coaster, he realized he needed to get himself off of it. And I'll let him tell more about the story. But I think a lot of us... When we talk about or we think about getting out of our own way, we get caught up too much in what we've already done or what we think we need to be doing um, uh, in certain cases. And I think his story highlights a lot of great opportunity for each and every one of you watching or listening to this to say, am I on a similar roller coaster? Now, as always, um, I'll be asking questions as we go through here. But even if this exact situation that Billy's describing that he went through is not the same as you're going through, I want you to think about how can the lessons he's learned, the examples he's giving apply to you? What can you take away from this that, that is your story and your version of getting out of your own way? Because we all have something that we need to. And, and by the way, I am, even though I'm the host of this show and my book is called Get Out of Your Own Way Now, guess what? I am just as guilty about getting in my own way as anybody else. Um, it's a constant and never ending improvement um, area of my life. And so that's why I keep doing the show because it's always to me fascinating to say, what did I learn from this conversation that I can take away into other conversations? So with that, Billy, thank you so much for being on, dude. I truly appreciate having you here. No, I'm happy to be on. Um, when you told me you were doing this, of course, I started pressuring you uh, immediately like, hey, dude, I want to come and talk. You know, I want to talk about everything. So I do uh, have a little bit different of a uh, memory of meeting you. I think it was actually in San Diego and you were teaching mm. an online uh, class. That was, that was a, a, a short introduction. I don't think we started hanging out right then. We were like, oh yeah, Bob, I do business in Buffalo. I went to RIT and I'm like, dude, dude, like, <laughs> I live in Rochester. I do business in Buffalo. Let's be friends, you know, but um, I do believe that your story of that, I made a corny joke and, uh, then we got drunk that night. That's probably how I meet 80% of the people that I know in my life. So <laughs> I wouldn't argue that, Good um, but yeah, man, uh, you know, especially with listening to the different podcasts that you've had so far, which, which are great. And, uh, I'm certainly going to share this with, 
uh, all my audiences because I think, you know, whether you're a real estate investor or business owner or, or whatever you want to do, start a side hustle or whatever it is, you, we have a lot of things to blame, but most of the time it's, you know, the person staring back at you in the mirror. And for all of the, you know, roller coaster rides, you know, when I've had successes, different things like that, you know, reflecting back over the last five, six years is just like, well, when things went right, when things are wrong, like the common denominator was always me and my decision making and, you know, the, the way I was doing things essentially. And that wasn't even necessarily just in business, but my overall life. And so uh, my roller coaster has, uh, you know, some of the biggest peaks and some of the lowest valleys of any real estate investor. Um, I went broke twice now in real estate. And I started real estate, uh, leaving a pretty successful job in banking. Uh, and my highs are being on TV, being in almost every local paper within a couple hundred mile radius, and uh, ultimately having some just awesome people believe in me and, and business, you know, partner up with me on different things. And so, um, so yeah, I'm excited to uh, to start start that roller coaster, start letting you know what's going on. Yeah. So, okay. So let's start with this. So you, you, you have a, a successful banking career. You decide I'm done with that. Um, and I want to start doing real estate and, and you know, what uh, walk me through just the basics of what happened then leading up to your first high. Uh, yeah. So I was one of the top uh, producers uh, in, in the bank I was working for. And uh, basically my first son was born on December 29th and my grandfather who I got my name from passed the day before and so uh, it was a very volatile time for me I mean I'd never lived a day without my grandfather I've never lived a day with a child and so I wanted more time it was right around the holidays too and uh, the bank even though I was like the top producers making them tons of money and everything else like started giving me shit about it and then you know it was at that point that it was just like man i'm putting so much into this like i would bring my home work home with me i would read books so that i was better uh you know to do that job for them you know and like many entrepreneurs you know you just one day realize like no matter what i do no matter how many coins i keep putting in this machine it's gonna be someone else's jackpot you know and right. and so my father was a contractor um, and, and I knew a decent amount about houses. I'd always watched different shows and had an interest in, you know, flipping and, you know, the different things out there. So, uh, you know, we decided to join a program and I actually, I, I told people at first that I quit, but I'd actually got fired from my banking job. <laughs> um, and it was because ultimately I was checked out and I did a, a few things that you shouldn't have. Um, you know, nothing, nothing major, but ultimately banking is a very secure, uh, industry. And if you don't take that security, um, you know, seriously, then, uh, you're not going to be working in it anymore. And so I just, I didn't have a few papers that I needed a couple things that added up and they canned me and I was, couldn't have been happier when they did it. And that's the <laughs> last job, uh, I had. So, um, okay. So, so you, you get canned and, uh, and you decide <laughs> real estate's going to be, going to be the journey mm -hmm. and lead me into like what, what happened with that journey? Yeah. So, 
you know, like anything, it was, uh, there was a learning curve. Uh, it was a few months before we got our first deal and it became pretty quick. So I, I'm from Rochester, New York. I do a lot of business in Buffalo, New York, uh, but I went to school in Florida. I have a lot of friends in Tampa. So we're beating our heads against the wall. We decided, you know what, maybe this area just sucks for real estate. You know, at that point, this is like 2014, 2015. And um, so we decided to try our hand in Tampa. That went pretty well uh, until it didn't. You know, we bought a 10,000 square foot monster. Uh, knowing as little as we did about real estate, we we're like, oh, wow, houses are selling for such and such a square foot. You know, we are going to make, we're going to be able to sell this for 1.5 million <laughs> or whatever. Um, not realizing that a 4,000 square foot at a price per square foot house compared to 10,000 square foot house, like didn't quite go up the ladder, you know, that way, which is just like common wasn't, sense wasn't to me now. Exactly. And um, so that ended up being a massive loss. Uh, my father and I basically lost all kinds of money, went into all kinds of debt. And um, we had our tail between our legs. I mean, I had to do some different things to try to make ends meet, but ultimately, uh, that went so poorly that uh, I ended up having to foreclose on my house. Um, just uh, a, a lot of a lot of bad fallout from that. And we had two young my uh, my girlfriend and I had two young children at the time, literally just like a brand new baby while it was happening. And so you know, just the the snowball effect of not having childcare and not having everything else. Like I was uh, I was done and. Um, I was lucky enough at that point to have an old friend that had an LED lighting company. And I started running that company for him and, you know, told him everything I knew about real estate and wanted to get back into it. And he was in Buffalo. And so we decided to start a company and, you know, I, I started having success at that point and, and got my, my feet back on the ground as far as real estate was concerned at that point. Um, Weirdly, I saw a Facebook ad that a TV show was coming into Buffalo and they were looking for, you know, a young couple basically that was newer in real estate and uh, needed help from a gentleman named Scott McGilvery, uh, who was most famous for a show called Income Properties, which one of the highest grossing HGTV shows. And um, I called and we had a couple... FaceTimes, different things like that. Ultimately, I bought a couple properties that fit their criteria, and uh, we got chosen for the show, which was pretty awesome. Nice. So tell me, like, what's what's that moment like? Hey, like, hey, like, is it like a phone call? Do they like, like, what 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 were you feeling at that point in time when this happens? You're like, so you, you you're going from like tail between your legs, losing a lot of money on a house to hey, now we're going to be on TV with someone who's, you know, you know, I, I'm sure for most people are going, well, like, what's that going to do for our career? Where is that going to take us? Like, how do we capitalize on that exposure? So what were you feeling? A lot. <laughs> In a short way. I mean, uh, it was surreal. It was an emotionally charged moment just because, I mean, people that are successful in business and real estate don't even get that opportunity a lot of times. And we had just taken a beating and, and, and we're ultimately gifted this amazing experience. And so um, I did, I, I got my real estate license uh, just because, you know, when you get your 15 minutes of fame, like how are we going to capitalize on this? You know, 
And, uh, and ultimately that, that was what put the most money in my pocket from that opportunity. But, um, it was just, uh, it, it was more than just the show. It, it went so well. Scott and I became really good friends. Actually, I'm, I'm at a vacation rental he and I own together. Uh, right now in Wilson, New York, we went on to do a, a handful of deals and I'm going to be on his podcast uh, in a few weeks, actually. So I'm, I'm, you're breaking my uh, <laughs> podcast seal, but I'm going to be doing one of the, uh, some of the similar things with him soon. Um, and, and he really took me under his wing and, uh, you know, told me kind of where he saw my shortcomings and what I needed to work on, the different things. I needed to outsource my strengths and things that I needed to focus on doing more. And um, it went so well that at the end of the show, they had someone from HGTV come and they shot like a casting video with an opportunity for potentially our own show. Um, HGTV got bought out by Discovery and and different things happened. And and so that never really uh, went anywhere, but um, it gave us the confidence because it wasn't just like, you know, we were a house hunters type thing, you know, looking for a house and, you know, she was a teacher and I was a driver or something, you know, it was was like, Hey, I make, you know, (laughs) I make art in my basement out of, you know, used canvases and she braids bracelets for people, for kids. And we'll have an $800,000 budget. You're like, wait, what? (laughs) Exactly, man. It's like, uh, you know, and, and, and that's cool being on TV, doing stuff like that. Any of it's cool, but you know, when you're on a show and you're doing what you do for a living and people are seeing you have success doing it, like it does that much more for your life going forward, you know, being on something like that. So, um, so yeah, so that, that went awesome. Zillow actually sponsored our show. They paid us a thousand dollars. We were the only show on that episode. Like just people loved us. So it was just like, wow, like we really have something here. You know, I, that was uh, 2018. So that was a few years after, you know, obviously I summarized the fail that we had and the getting back on my feet. And that was like really the pinnacle, like, holy crap, we're going to make a shit ton of money in this business and, and, you know, inspire people along the way. Like that's, that's important to me too, because, you know, for me having a family, it changes a lot of things. It makes things a lot deeper because ultimately it's not just my struggle. Like with a lot of the struggles I've had, the, the beating, the internal beating that I gave myself was because of the fact that it was going to have on the people I loved the most, you know, not really what it was doing for me. And so I was just like, wow. How did did that internal beating show up for you? Like what, like what would you, were you saying things to yourself? Were you like, you know, what did that, how did that manifest? Yeah, it did it. I mean, it's, there's a lot of different ways, man. At that time, the depression wasn't as real as my second failure, which we'll get into a little bit. Um, but it, uh, y- y- you would think something like that would just motivate you. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, man, I'm just going to go and run with it because, hey, I'm not going to have this happen or whatnot. But, and it does in a way. But at the same time, like when you're just down, and, and you know me, everyone that knows me knows I'm, I'm an outgoing person. I'm a big personality. And to be honest with you, the only reason that show was that successful, not the only reason Gina was great and and everything else, but the reason I feel like we got that opportunity is because people can connect with me. I, I'm a decent communicator. And if I'm not outgoing and not don't want to have the conversations that I want to have, because I generally like talking to people and hearing what I can do for them more so than just 
saying what I want to say, but um, that depression made me like just not give a shit about the things that I, you know, did before. It made me a different person. And so that didn't really have a positive effect on the business. I mean, the motivation and everything else, I'm, I'm a fairly motivated person anyways. Um, you know, but having that take up so much of your mental space. And so like, what, were, you, were you, were you like negatively talking to yourself? Were you like, everything was a problem? Like, I, I would like to know, like, for you, like, and I think this is important because I think a lot of people, um, I think what can happen, and, and I've seen this happen to other people, which is they start, they start down this negativity path. Um, you know, they're in some form of depression, but sometimes they don't even realize that they are. And so, you know, I, I'm curious for you how that, you know, was it like, you know, you're not worthy. Was it, this is bullshit. Was it, you know, you know, you're, you're, you know, you, you can't, you don't know how to make money, you know, like how did, like, what were there things you were telling yourself? Was it, or was it like more of a physical thing? Like, Hey, like, I'm just going to sit in the couch and polish off, you know, an entire DiGiorno pizza. Um, <laughs> I did too much of that for sure. But uh, I think the, my biggest negative when I'm in a depressed state of mind is my propensity to bury my head in the sand. And you know, especially when you own your own business and, you know, I've, I've, I've done enough. I've done like 40 real estate deals now. So I've, I, I know enough to know I don't know enough. Uh, but um, like when you have that much, when you're a real estate investor, basically operating your own business and you have so much to do and you're behind the eight ball and you're broke and you don't have the resources to do it. It's, and it's like, why the F am I even going to leave and do this? when whatever effort I put in this day is not going to really make a friggin' difference. And, you know, my situation right now, because my situation is so freaking bad. And so you look for like relief and distraction anywhere you can <laughs> Netflix and chill, like, you know, right. the, the DiGiorno pizza, like whatever gives you that instant satisfaction, because ultimately the satisfaction that you're looking for most out of, the business and progressing your business and things like that is so freaking far out of reach that you can't even taste it. You can't even see it. And so you're just trying to take whatever kind of temporary fulfillment you can and it gets you freaking nowhere. You know, it's, right. um, you know, that, that was probably like the biggest debilitating thing, you know, in my mindset, I went through various waves of that and obviously different degrees of, you know, the, the different types of depression that comes in. But as far as a bad habit that comes with being in those situations, it's, it's my friends to just, I'm not, I'm not even going to get out of bed today, you know, type, right. type mentality. Okay. I got you. All right. So, so you have this, this huge success, right? You're on TV, you hit, you know, the pinnacle and then it goes, it goes downhill. So walk me through the downhill part there. Um, and like what happened? So 2018, our, our, we shot this show in 2017. It actually wrapped up around Christmas time, 2017. It aired in April of 2018. 2018 was my best year ever. I grossed just around $100,000, uh, did like 12 flips that year. Um, just snowballing resources needed to grow a successful real estate business. And as much as being on TV and the notoriety, you know, notoriety and stuff, 
I should probably say this right now. Like, I don't, I don't think it was like a huge deal. Like nobody has ever stopped me on the stream. Like, Hey, you were that dude from the episode of uh, buyer's bootcamp or like anything like that. But within our small community in Buffalo and Rochester, like one of the few people that ever been on a show based on our industry. So it got to my head a little bit, you know, based on that. And, you know, we had potential future opportunities and, and whatnot. And so I started making decisions thinking that I was bigger than I was. And um, I wanted to start spreading my wings more, doing different things. So I brought in, um, you know, a couple different business partners, um, one in which was a contractor that I'd worked with before. And my mindset on that was, you know, one of the biggest, I'm, I'm really good at finding deals, finding resources, building business and, and, and trying to find, you know, a direction to go in. I'm not great at running projects per se, um, the tedious day-to-day -day stuff. So I'm like, oh man, maybe if I just, I bring my resources, which the only reason contractors don't flip houses in most cases, because they don't have those resources. I bring those to the table and I partner with a contractor, you know, then things, he's going to be the yin to my yang and complete what I'm not good at. And, um, but I didn't really do a lot of, you know, due diligence, barely knew uh, one in particular that our, our business just absolutely tanked. And uh, ultimately I got lazy because I thought things were going to be a success because of, past successes <laughs> you know and, and now like, like, i have the minus touch like i it's, it's gonna be great just because it's me exactly like you know I've, I, I've got a little bit of notoriety in this business people will be thrilled to work with me they're you know we're gonna do this and they're gonna work their asses off because they're gonna want to do more with me and right. you know ultimately uh, you know with that business and um is when someone else, a business partner that you are expecting to spend more time on your business than you has something they can make more money on their contracting business, all of a sudden your shiny new toy of, Hey, we can flip houses together. Isn't really that shiny anymore, especially when from the time you buy a house to the time you get paid is like six months. <laughs> In the meantime, you got a whole lot of meals to put on the table. And so, you know, we had a bunch of houses that were just sitting because, you know, guys were off making money other places for him. And um, we started buying properties that, you know, he was giving me scopes of work for that were going to be, you know, $25,000. So as far as the repair budget, so we would buy it. Then I would get $40,000 to do it from my lender saying, okay, now we can take this $15,000 and put it towards these projects that, you know, are behind. And we just started getting into this, like digging and digging into hole until, you know, we had like eight properties and, and most, a lot of them were half done and um, we didn't have any money to finish them. Hmm. And so um, the, culmination of all that really started getting heavy towards the end of last year uh right around the holidays and um and that's when i realized that uh i was on the brink of going broke in real estate all over again after everyone and the mother you know we put everything on social media about you know our successes the newspaper articles everything else 
to everyone. Anytime I talk to anyone from high school or whatever else, like, dude, that's awesome. Like this and that, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, man, like, I do not want to sit here and start eating the shit sandwiches of going broke in real estate all over again. Like, you know, now we have three kids. Uh, we, we were sick of being broke uh, already. Like it's literally like three, four years. Like we didn't even really get to taste any of that success because a lot of that success in 2018, we still had to pay for some of the past failures of before. So it's not like we could go and, and, and live any kind of different lifestyle yet. We were getting there. So we thought, you know, but we weren't. And now, boom, uh, I'm looking at it and I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to be in, in real estate anymore. This is so bad, you know? So so what happens on the second time, right? So you're, it's almost like, you know, you, you touch the stove, burn yourself and said, let me touch the stove again. Um, you know, what's, what's going through your mind? Like, are you saying, hey, like, I just need to quit. I need to get out. I need to be done. Are you saying like, no, this can work. I just got to figure it out. Like, What's going on in your mindset at this point in time? I think that's when I, that's the point where I really realized, you know, and totally, um, you know, not necessarily on topic, but as all this was going on, I was probably in, in the worst shape of my life. I had some of the worst life habits uh, because I used to take fitness very seriously, used to take my diet very seriously and everything else. Then, you know, all of a sudden within a day of each other, you know, and actually like six months, I was a father for the first time. And, you know, I, I had owned a home and, and had a family for the first time, but I was also a business owner for the first time. And so my diet, uh, healthy habits, fitness, things like that. Like I, I didn't even have any time to freaking think about that. So I blew up to about 235 pounds uh right along when the shit storm was hitting me and and that's when i realized that it wasn't necessarily the business decisions i was making it was but the roots of my decision making and my problems were a lot deeper than the things i pulled the trigger on in business and uh towards the end of uh, like December, January, uh, that's when I, you know, started getting healthy again. I went, started going to the gym, um, started, you know, eating a little bit better, took advantage of the new year's resolution. I had got another business partner that like things were just clicking with us and going really well, uh, January of this year, you know, into March, we put a bunch of houses under contract that were just like, you know, a couple of home runs, but they were no lose situations by any stretch. And, um, and man, I was like, okay, finally, like, Hey, I figured this out and, and, and things were starting to fall in place. And I was at the gym planet fitness, uh, in March when I just put a house in Florida under contract to do a Scott McGilvery, which was, it was just going to be a home run. Uh, when I start seeing things closing down <laughs> for COVID-19 in, in New York City and stuff like that. And I'd been like running on such a high. I just joined a new brokerage, real estate, you know, had the new partner, had all these awesome uh, properties under contract. That was going to be my way out of that hole I just described with, with, with the other business partner. It's like, hey, okay, I'm going to make conservatively this much on these deals that I have under contract right now, that's going to give me enough to get out of this hole 
you know, and give me a little bit more, boom, let's execute, let's go. We're firing on all cylinders. Right. And, um, and a week later we were told we couldn't leave the house <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, now what, you know? Right. So, so, okay. So, so if we look at, if we look at the cycle and this is what I was talking about at the start, which is this roller coaster, um, mm -hmm. you've, you've said, okay, great. Like when the hole, huge high back in the hole, trying to build back out again. Um, what, what has shifted for you? Cause I, I know like you talked about, you know, your weight and blowing up and, and diving into 75 hard, um, things like that. You know, wh what, was there a moment in time at which you said, hang on a second, I keep seeing this repeating pattern and it's me, or was it like, did it take all of these things? Like help me understand more about your decision to say, I need to do something different to get better results. Cause I've had some good decisions, but I've also made some bad decisions. I need to do less bad, more good. Sure. Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely a, a culmination of all of this was, you know, it, something I had to give, right? I mean, I'm somewhat of a, I, I consider myself a fairly self-aware person, whether I act on the things I identify being bad at or not, that's my problem. Not necessarily, I'm not a finger pointer. You know, I can tell you, even when I get screwed over by somebody, I look at my decision making as to how I even got into the situation to let them do that to me. Uh, I've always been okay at that, but but making the better decision next time was never never good for me. And so, you know, when COVID hit, um, we had actually just moved from Buffalo to Rochester. We were selling our house because I I knew we were going broke. It was happening. Um, we, we were we we're going to sell our house. Um, like I said, I had a lot of good things going. So like, okay, we'll stay with um, my in-laws. We had a, we have a huge house on the west side of Rochester, which worked great for me because it's closer to Buffalo, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they're great with my kids so they can help Gina. And, you know, thinking, okay, well, we'll finish out the school year, stay with them. I had a whole bunch of places, uh, flips and stuff I could stay at in Buffalo, you know, for days I had to work and whatnot. Coronavirus hits everyone had a different way of handling it a different level of comfort and her family basically told me um it's actually on my birthday <laughs> in late march that like look uh like we get everything going on whatnot you know but we're older and we just don't feel comfortable someone coming and going so you either are staying here or you know you, you obviously can go and do what you got to do, but you can't go out and start working on your properties or like whatever else it needs to do. So um, I actually had gotten a little sick like a week after. And so I quarantined for like 10 days within the house away from my family until I had no symptoms. And I stayed locked in that house in Rochester for about seven weeks. And things were just burning around me like and i couldn't go and do anything and things were slowly starting to open up but they still weren't comfortable so my lenders were like what the f what's going on with this why aren't you there why aren't you doing this like shit's bad like where are you bro you know my business partners and everything else so a day after mother's day i had to make the decision uh to leave my family and i came out and stayed it was actually at this vacation rental. we just finished the inside but it was like 70% done at that time. And um, for six weeks, I stayed out here on an air mattress. And just that was rock bottom for me, man. Like, I, um, <clears throat> it's 
it's hard because I, I, I cried a lot and I cry thinking about it. Um, because, you know, my daughter is like a year old and that time is just so precious. Like my oldest kid, I didn't even remember when he was that age. He's only six. And I'm like, I'm losing all this time right now. Um, and I made the decision on that. I wasn't going to drink. I wasn't going to eat like shit. I wasn't going to take the short uh, moments of gratification, you know, that I was before. I'm just going to take this pain and I'm going to bleed <laughs> the blood that it takes from me and I'm going to feel it and I'm going to do what I have to do um, healthy wise so that, you know, the situation doesn't happen anymore. And that's really hard. Uh, a lot of people are just like, you know, just snap out of it or just, you know, do whatever it was. It wasn't like I left my family. I came here. I'm doing pull-ups on a tree, running miles, you know, doing everything else, quick change because, you know, that depression and, and burying your head in the sand that I just talked about, I mean, that didn't just leave, you know. So what I decided at that point was, look, I'm going to do I'm going to try to give myself every advantage I can basically based on science, eating right, sleeping right, you know, doing whatever I can to just be a little bit better every single day. Like I have this huge financial hole. I have no freaking clue how I'm going to get out of at all. All I know is I need to come out of this better some way because if it gets any worse, you know, I, I, I was literally losing my enjoyment of life, um, you know, at that point. I mean, I would never joke about like, you know, being suicidal or, or try to exaggerate because I, I, I wouldn't do that just because of affecting. I have so many people I love. I wouldn't want to do that to their life. But I did not enjoy life uh, for probably two, two, three, four months at least. Uh, and if anything happened to me, like it wouldn't have bothered me personally. The, the only thing that it would have bothered me for is people that, you know, hurting people that I love. And I'm like, man, like I'm either going to start doing things differently or I'm not going to be around anymore because I can't even find joy with my kids because I can't even look at them without thinking I'm failing them, you know, and, and, and without thinking, Hey, their life's going to be shittier because I can't get out of my own effing way. And, um, and, and that's really, uh, that, that was, it was hitting rock bottom that, that made me start making those decisions. And, um, that's when I kind of started my, my crawl towards, um, you know, being healthy and making different decisions in my life so that I could make the right decisions in, in business. And so I, I want to quantify because this is something that um, for all of you listening or, or watching that we talked about before we started recording. But, you know, the, the deciding to get healthy and all that, that's just a vehicle. Right. Um, I think the important thing here is making the decision. And once you make that decision, that's when all these other little things will sort of fall in line with that. Um, and it, was, it actually reminded me. Um, one of one of my earlier episodes with a guy named Nicholas Barely, uh, he was a health coach for me for uh, a while back in 2015, 16, or maybe 2016. Um, and he said, look, like the, the single most important thing you can do is focus on one thing, focus on this one thing. And when you do that, what will happen is all these other little things will start to fall in line because 
what, what we're good at as human beings is having a focus on one thing, but because we're focused on one thing, our mind naturally um, prefers the order of things in most cases and says, oh, if we're doing this, let's also do this and this and this. So have you found that to be the case? Like you've made the decision to start 75 hard, which is a, is a huge thing, right? Like it's, it's, I'm on day 75. Today is day 75. I know, it's awesome, man. Congrats. Thank you. Um, but you know, it, it's a hard thing, but that's one decision, right? You're saying, I'm going to do this one thing. And I found for me, at least is that even, even though, you know, within this one decision, there's a bunch of smaller parts, but even this one decision has impacted the number of things that I'm doing, like the way that I show up, the conversations that I'm having. And a lot of times it's not even things that I notice. And so afterwards I'm like, Oh, you know, that's interesting the way I approach that. And so how have you found since making that decision and again i want to be clear it's not necessarily the decision was to start 75 hard and, and right. correct me if i'm wrong on this but it was a decision to say i need to make better choices so i'm not on this roller coaster moving forward is it was that a fair statement absolutely and the, you 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 hit the nail on the head with you know 75 hard isn't the reason i'm doing better it was a great vehicle to progress you know to get me from one stage to the next stage but um, that, that, that health coach, I wish I would have talked to him, uh, earlier on before I went to things, because that's exactly what I had to do. I had to simplify things, uh, for me because I wasn't going to solve all my problems, you know, in a, in a day. And, um, you know, I, I recognize that, you know, by functioning better, by doing different things, uh, for myself, um, that I was going to project out to people better and and that has definitely snowballed a lot. I mean, so I mentioned I got up to 235 pounds. Uh, this morning I was 179 pounds. And so 75 hard uh, has gotten me, you know, definitely much, much farther. I've lost almost 15 pounds on that. But I, I had started that journey, you know, well ahead of time before I started 75 hard. What 75 hard has really helped me with and what the decision to get healthy has really helped me with is exactly what you said, where other things have started to fall in place. The way I approach my workouts and the way um, I, you know, I approach everything that has to do with 75 hard, the drinking, the reading, um, everything else has now started to shift into how I make decisions and other things. A really good, um, decision that I didn't even know I was making was to read uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins is, is, uh, is a book. I'm almost finished with it. And it actually, like on a run that I did the other day, I, you know, I push myself as hard as I can that I think. Um, but, you know, David Goggins talks about a hundred mile run he went on that he wasn't even prepared for at all. And like basically crackers, like was just like wore the wrong shoes, like everything else. And um, to the point where like literally his toenails fell off, he was bleeding, feet with bleeding, everything else. But he went through the tran transgressions in his mind of wanting to give up, of like having to give up, of, you know, the different things and the different ways that he managed to push uh, to the point where he had to spend like a week in a wheelchair uh, and, and pissed all over himself. Like he couldn't even control his bowels because he beat his body so hard to do that. 
And, um, you know, and then he's like, you know, so many things like, you know, when you're running or whatnot, your leg starts cramming up, you think you have to give up because, you know, you're feeling discomfort and the discomfort's telling you stop doing this, like don't do this anymore. But ultimately your mind, everyone's human mind has the ability to, to push that voice aside and, and take that next step. And uh, this happened to me on a, on a five mile run the other day. I've done, I've ran that much. I've ran like almost over 150 miles so far since I've started 75 hard. But I, I'd always stop, like when I felt that discomfort, stretch, whatever else, when I got that cramp in my leg or whatever else. And so that was formulating in my mind while I was doing it. And, and I haven't ran five miles straight through in 10 plus years, at least. And, um, and, and so I just kind of used that, that learning that I had uh, and pushed through and I did it. And I didn't think I could. When I started that run, I was not going out thinking that, okay, I'm going to run five miles right now because how the hell could I? I haven't done it in 10 years. I, I didn't think it was physically possible. And, and so now it's, it's kind of like a breakthrough for me a little bit because it's the same thing in business and, and the different life decisions that we make is just that, you know, uh, oh, there's no way I'm going to make a hundred calls today. You know, I'm motivated sellers or there's no way, you know, because I've never done it or at five o'clock, like, man, I've been going hard since seven o'clock. Like I, I still have all this to do and I don't know how I'm going to do it tomorrow, but I can't do it anymore. So, so I don't, I've made that decision a thousand times over the last five years of failures, you know, right. just like I can't. And it's not that you can't, <laughs> it's just that you, where you are in your comfort zone, you don't, you, you don't want to, because to do that, you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to do things differently. You're going to have to push and challenge yourself more than you have before and more than you thought you could in a lot of cases. And, um, that's something I'm just, I'm on like uh, day 50 for me is on uh, Sunday and that's just something I'm like, all right, I need to keep this rolling. I'm like, cause I, I don't even know where I can go with that. And in 2018, you know, I, I grossed a hundred thousand dollars in real estate and I was 50 pounds heavier than I was eating freaking Tim Hortons greasy food every day, like pounding caffeine for energy to get through and everything else. And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm getting close to where I'd be the best shape of my life. You know, my mindset's changed about everything. I mean, I can't go anywhere where I haven't seen anyone in like four, three, four months where people are just like, oh my God, you look like a completely different person. And, right. and my answer the last few weeks, been, I am a completely different person. And, and I truly believe that. It's just, that's not just like cliche or, you know, something I say because it's quippy. I truly feel like a different person because these things I'm saying to you right now was not in my mental makeup three, four months ago when I woke up every morning, like, I don't even know if I want to do this day right now. It's just, I'm living in a different world than I was before. That's awesome. And I, I think, you know, I think this is for everyone watching and listening, you know, understand that we're all going to have a roller coaster of journey. Like I, I don't, I don't know pretty much any, entrepreneur, and I'm sure there are some, but they are definitely the exception and not the rule that don't have a roller coaster up and down, both mentally, 
financially, both sometimes, um, and many other other ways. So I think this is huge, and I think there's a lot that we can take away. And again, you know, I think 75 Hard is a great vehicle for getting there. Um, but the ultimate thing is that you have to make the decision for yourself that hey, this is going to be something that I choose. Uh, and it doesn't have to even be 75 Hard. It can just be hey, listen, I'm going to do this one thing moving forward um, and and see the results. And and I'm excited to say, you know, have you back on in a year or two years from now and say, what's happened, you know, from that, from, you know, here we are. So let's, let's just take a note. Today is September 18th, which is when we're filming this. Obviously, the episode is going to come out much later than that, but when we're filming it. So, you know, September 18th in 2021, what's, you know, what's happened for that year? It'll be interesting to see, um, you know, how, how your last time has been. So thank you for sharing that journey. I, I appreciate it. I think a lot of people are going to drive a lot, derive a lot of value from that. I hope so, man. <clears throat> it's, um, it's something that like, I've never told anybody, a lot of the things I just shared on this. And so this is a big break breakthrough. I, I so appreciative to you for giving me this platform, uh, because ultimately like, I, I'm not too far away from being way too embarrassed to saying this stuff. I, I think that this is a breakthrough for me because I'm in a place where I actually genuinely feel like confident internally um, that I've turned the page and, and I don't have the self-doubt of, hey, I don't want to share this because in a year from now when I'm not doing shit again, I'm going to look like a jackass for sharing the story and then being a fucking tool all over again, you know? And, um, and so I appreciate you sharing this platform. I mean, the one, you know, cliche, uh, type saying that we've heard, uh, probably a lot of times, but, but has ring like very true for me is, is doing things that's going to get you what you want most, not doing what you want most right now. Uh, I mean, there's a million different ways to split it, but that's that's ultimately um, what working on yourself physically and mentally uh, is going to you know put in your head and, and transgress into your life uh, when you when you finally make that decision and you know be be self aware uh, is is the first step and and know like really look at your day and see what you could do to get more out of it. That's the first step, but ultimately know yourself and know why you're doing those things and what can you do, whether it's just walking half a mile more the next day or, or in, instead of uh, having that beer after work, you know, drink, drink water or, or do something healthy. I mean, it really is one good decision per day and and steamrolling that and stacking days away from what you want i know because i used to watch and listen to things and shows like this all the time it seems effing crazy to people that are buried as deep as i was buried and, and might be buried that they are right now you know because people look for quick outs there isn't any quick outs there isn't any quick changes there is no get rich quick unless you're putting your faith into winning the lottery or, or some something stupid like that but don't beat yourself up. Take it one day at a time. Be aware of what you're doing to get better. And don't give yourself so much credit to where like, oh, I had a really good day yesterday and let it slide. Stack days, stack good things. And, and it adds up quicker than you could think. I was just telling you where I was. That wasn't five years ago. That was five months ago. 
and 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 making those decisions and, and taking advantage of it and capitalizing every day has led me to the point where I can have this conversation with you and everything else. And so, um, you know, anyone I know who shares some of my handles and whatnot, if anyone wants to reach out to me or, or talk about it or whatnot, I had a lot of people. I shouldn't say this was just my own. I had a lot of people that, that helped me through and that were gracious with their time and their advice and their life stories to help build this to me. And, and if I can be a help uh, to anyone going through a tough time right now, um, I feel like that's all I can do is, is to give back. It would be great for me. So. Perfect. And so where can they reach out to you if they want to? Uh, so you can follow me on Facebook, uh, you know, facebook.com slash Billy Gleason 23. Um, I've been doing a lot more on Instagram and actually TikTok. Uh, and my handles there is at Billy Gleason underscore after Billy Gleason. So um, reach out to me in my email, homes at billygleason.com uh, or reach out to Bob to get in touch with me. Like I said, I'd, I'd love to pay it back. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on, man. And uh, for all of you listening or watching, appreciate having you on. As always, you're going to want to subscribe so that you get notified of every new show every single week that we release. There's always a lot of great information in these, and I think we're all learning and growing. The comments that I get from each of you guys is great. So if you do have comments, questions, anything you want to talk about in relation to this episode, drop it on the uh, in the comments wherever you're listening to, or reach out to us via social media. Uh, and then also make sure that you leave a review on either uh, you know iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, wherever it is, those reviews help us get to more folks. And that's the most important thing. We can't help more people get out of their own way unless you do your part in helping us get to the, uh, this show in front of them. So appreciate you all for listening. We'll see you next week with another great episode. Thanks so much. Bye. Go Bills. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This podcast is sponsored by 3 Degrees Consulting. If you need funnels, websites, paid ads management, or help with any of your digital marketing, 3 Degrees Consulting is your go-to source for everything. Check them out at www.go3dc.com. That's G-O, the number three, D is in degrees, C is in consulting.com. Go check them out right now. 